started to wonder, and I wondered, which led me to wonder. I had to wonder. I started to wonder. I couldn't help but 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 wonder. What's up, fuckers? Uh, welcome to City Girls Mate Do. I'm your host, Alex, aka a hat loving bitch. Uh, I'm your host, Stephanie, aka Shippy Shipman. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, today we're on season two, episode five, Four Women and a Funeral. Yeah, they sure do go to a funeral. It sure is a lot of death in this episode, but it's like. You know, I mean, it's still a pretty funny episode, mm. despite all the death. So, uh, I mean, we um, are recording this close to Halloween, but it is gone Halloween and will definitely be gone by the time we upload this. Um, this would have been a good, like, theme episode for Halloween. Yeah, we could but... have thought ahead, but we didn't. <laughs> no. Why would we ever think? <laughs> Let alone ahead. <laughs> if you're goth, then it's always Halloween. Exactly. So... Uh, we. St- what do you think? First of all, I thought this was a f- well. Okay, I thought this was a fine episode, but there was like a couple. There were a couple things in this episode that I really hated to see. Um. So I don't know. I mean, it was like a good episode, but I was also a little bit grumpy about it. Mm. What about you? Yeah, I thought it was pretty run of the mill. Like this is a a pretty typical episode in my opinion, mm. but I didn't like love it. Um. <laughs> So Fine. I I feel like we hate it for the same reason. Yeah, probably. Yeah, yeah. Let's jump into it. A big it. reason. Yeah. <laughs> um. <laughs> so we start off with Carrie getting ready, and she says there are two times it's acceptable to wear a LBD in daytime. Uh, one is when you're leaving the party too late, and the other is when someone has left the party too early, aka died. Which I mean, nice. Nice wordplay, I guess. Not yeah. wordplay. Nice, I don't know. <laughs> Whatever you're going for, it works. It's a bit of a long way to go around, but sure. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, we find out that her friend, Javier, who was a fashion designer, had OD'd, I suppose. Um, yeah, he loved heroin more than he loved... What was it? Does no? Oh, he loved heroin... I wrote this down. What did he love more than hair? Less than heroin? I don't know. Probably something stupid. Ruffles or, I don't know, tool. Oh, he loved clothes but loved heroin more. That's what he, yes. Oh, that's a bit bit basic. But okay. Yeah. Um, Which is like her way of basically being like, yes, he OD'd without just like saying it outright. Yeah, because if your friend. (laughs) This guy loved heroin. If you need, if your friend sadly, tragically dies of a drug overdose, you need to be witty about it. Oh, exactly. Yeah. Um, I also think it's weird that she calls him a good friend. Um, never heard of him. Never I mean, seen first him. of all, because like, <laughs> never heard of him, never seen him. And also, I feel like, I mean, like, I don't want to be judgmental about people doing drugs at all. But I feel like if I had, you know, a good friend who started doing heroin, like, a lot, I'd probably be like, are you okay? Because... There's maybe drugs that are a little bit less dangerous that you can be doing. There are drugs, obviously, with better reputations. And there's, like, party drugs, which people kind of do for fun. And then there's drugs where it's like, oh, 
this is a, this is good. This is making you any happier. Um, yeah, heroin is one of those drugs. Heroin is not a party drug. No, for sure. it's not something you do so. like. Oh, I've done. You know, I've done it a couple of times. It's it's heroin. <laughs> Yeah, it's um, one of the like a couple of drugs I would never ever touch in my no, life. No. Other ones I'm like maybe once or twice, but like this one I'm like hmm, yeah. But anyway, yeah, that's kind of a tangent. <laughs> it's sad. Um, and he, so Samantha arrives at the door, and she's wearing an outfit. Um, it's like a blue. What do they call it? Where it's like a suit, but it's a skirt. Yeah, um, I don't know what that's called, but it's like pale blue yeah. and she's got like a big hat on. It's like quail. <laughs> like uh, quail it's egg. intense. And she paid $2,000 for it. $2,000. Like it's a – Dollars. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's one of Javier's designs. Yeah. So since he died, it's been marked up 30%. So It's oh, true, but sad. Um, and They're she also incredibly has, like, nonchalant. She's so of nonchalant about this. It's uh-huh. kind of she's heartless, and she has a huge white hat on and a white fur. I think the white fur from last week. Huh. Yes. <laughs> and she is just being kind of you know cavalier about the whole thing, and like uh so carrie's kind of upset about it then charlotte arrives and they're both saying how inappropriate it is that she's wearing this charlotte's obviously wearing black um yeah we see like a later scene though carrie's funeral dress has on both legs splits up to the thighs does it i didn't even notice that oh my god <laughs> like, how are you gonna tell someone they're dressed inappropriately for a funeral when you have slits up to your thighs oh my god uh yeah I mean, at least she ends up not being, like, inappropriate after all. No. But given a normal person's funeral, yes, <laughs> she would be. Uh, <laughs> so. And then they go to the funeral and it's it's Carrie and Charlotte who are the ones who don't fit in. Because uh, everyone is oh, – I do not understand this man's designs, but we'll get there. Um, <laughs> everyone is wearing like bright colors they're all Javier's clothing um Carrie basically says it was his you know full runway uh there's a guy dressed up as the joker it's they very look like they're at a circus right now it's because I think they're meant to be going for like club kid you know like mm, um maybe yeah the, that whole like party monster vibe but everyone's wearing suits very bizarre it's it's really like like i don't know how this guy was a successful designer no. but like uh, samantha's outfit is something you see on like chanel and then everyone else is dressed like an extra from party monster yeah they are <laughs> they just, the outfits, i would never wear these anywhere like it's not even like oh i would wear this to a fun party like they're just ugly no, there's not there's no correlation with any everyone's uh-huh. wearing a different item of clothing you know, I'm not something. like, oh, this is a cohesive idea. No, everyone's wearing something different. It's weird. Um, but everyone's in mourning, obviously, because it's still a funeral. <laughs> we meet a character called Josefina, who is meant to literally be Donatella Versace, to the point that they compare her to Donatella Versace. do, Yeah. Yeah, she get, she starts giving her e- eulogy, and then Carrie lights up a cigarette, <laughs> like in the middle of the fucking cemetery. Even, is it Charlotte like, how are you smoking at a funeral? Yeah, 
I mean, she she's like, it's what Javier would have wanted. <laughs> I, I guess. I mean, he liked heroin, too. Uh, I mean, it sounds like all bets are off at this funeral, kind of, so... Oh, fair enough, though. It's a way mm-hmm. to go. <laughs> if that's what you I mean, want your funeral to be, go ahead. <laughs> True. Um, but, yeah, so Josefina is his sister. Um, Carrie says in her voiceover that she went from... She got loads of plastic surgery and turned into Donatella. And I'm, and now she's the heir of Javier's uh, line, which is exactly what happened with Donatella Versace. It's very on the nose. And this must have only been a few years after Gianni Versace died. So... Probably, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's awkward and weird. Um, <laughs> and, and yeah, they say that she's hot like Donatella, which didn't age well. Uh, it it didn't. Saying someone got plastic surgery to look good and then comparing them to Don Televisace is like very 1999. Yeah, it it's, was. It, mm-hmm. um, but basically she's setting up a, uh, a halfway house slash rehab center for drug addicts in the fashion industry, which is awfully niche. Uh, yeah, I mean, maybe, do, maybe they have a lot of issues in the fashion industry who knows you'd think you'd want to set up a halfway house for you know people who aren't in an industry where they make lots of money where i don't know like i'm sure there is a big drug problem i'm sure there is a drug problem in the fashion industry but um just make a normal rehab center there are so and there are so many like celebrity rehab centers as well Mm -hmm. um there are loads it doesn't really make that much sense but um Samantha is then kind of like, I'm going to go help raise money for this. And Carrie says, that's unusually nice of you. <laughs> because Samantha oh, is 100% really just doing cool. it for the PR. And she says yeah. that. She says, uh-huh. I will have every celebrity's number on my books. So I'm doing it. Uh, which, I mean, like, I guess good on you for taking advantage of the situation. But also, like, <laughs> good on. I mean, she's yeah. taking advantage of uh, vulnerable people, aka drug addicts but you know uh she's trying to get money from like the rich people so i mean like that's i mean her intentions are bad but she's at least taking money from people who should have less so she's using her evil for good yeah comrade samantha (laughs) (laughs) oh please she's wearing that like um that skirt from the nanny with mal over it oh my god yeah (laughs) okay (laughs) Oh, I love that. Um, um, and then, oh yeah, sorry, we forgot to mention that uh, Charlotte had borrowed Samantha's hat because she fell out of place. And it blows off in the wind and she runs to go get it. And she meets a widower who I've forgotten the name of. Uh Oh shit, I should have written it down, didn't I? I feel like it was Ed. I think it's Ned, isn't it Ned? I can't remember. Ned, Ed, I think it... Doug, it Dave, I don't know. It made me think of Ned the Pie Maker because I was like, oh, another person that has a connection to dead people is oh. Ned from Pushing Dudes. Oh, I would love if that, Lee Pace was in this. I would love if Lee Pace was in everything. Yeah, he's yeah. good. He's very tall. Very tall. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he's a he's a tall boy. He's a tall glass of water. And he's a tall glass of water. And he'd be very refreshing. Um but no, it's just this guy who's pretty bland. Um and he's by the grave of his 
dead wife. Uh, she loved hats. She loved hats. Who doesn't? <laughs> right? Hat. Uh, yeah. And Charlotte kind of starts just talking to him. And after he mentions that it's his wife, Charlotte's like, oh, kids? Uh, and the guy had no kids, so Charlotte's like, I'm in. <laughs> she doesn't uh, even do it in a graceful way. She's not like, oh, no, did you have any children? You know, if you did have kids, that would be horrible. Yeah. I won't, I won't bang you also now you have to be a single father to mourning children. Fuck you. Uh, yeah, it's, it's Charlotte does not have the most chill here, but. No, but, yeah, and um, then we go to the the taxi as they go home, um, everyone is like kind of appalled that Charlotte managed to pick a guy up at his wife's grave. Uh, they all kind of seem to have like a little bit of a problem with it. And Charlotte's like going off about how having a dead wife will probably make him more sensitive and that she makes her like more attracted to him. Um yeah, and that maybe it'll make him better with commitment and stuff. And Carrie says, you know, like, Big was – well, no, because Samantha says date a divorced man yeah. instead, and then there's no dead wife involved. And Carrie's like, okay, well, Big was divorced, oh. and he hated commitment. Like, this isn't about you, She makes everything Carrie. about herself. Yeah. Uh, but, I mean, I think Samantha does have a point here. Um, like, it's yeah. a bit weird. It's kind of weird. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's no issue with obviously dating someone who had lost their significant other, but like when they're kind of f- fresh and mourning still. Yeah, I think it depends on how long it's been for sure, but it seems like based on this episode, it seems like it's pretty fresh. <laughs> so, but yeah, Samantha has a point that I don't think that proves he can commit, and Charlotte seems to be kind of making it a bit fetishy. Uh, it's very Rebecca though. Yeah, it very is. That's I what I would be worried about. That you know, if it's a divorce, it's, it's ended between the both of them. But if one of them died, they might still be into him. That's my only concern. Yeah, it would be kind of like there's always someone else there that they mm. never have to stop loving. I guess, which I guess like isn't like a bad thing, but it is like weird to deal with when it's fresh i guess yeah, i don't think I don't it's, it's, it's not the time to jump into something quickly or uh, head first but yeah that's not charlotte so <laughs> um we go to our favorite character miranda i love her and mm-hmm. she's she's doing something good she is buying her an apartment uh miranda was really good in this episode very uh very like relatable yeah. and also just i love her <laughs> um yeah she, yeah she's in, being shown around this like apartment which is lovely it's a big apartment it's nice like for one person this is a killer apartment mm. mm-hmm. and yeah the the real estate agent is like oh is your husband or your boyfriend moving in miranda's no just me <laughs> Which is a little catchphrase this episode. Uh, yeah. And oh. she's just totally in love with the place, buys it right there. 
I'm a little bit surprised. It looks like this is like the first time she's seen it and she hasn't even had it like inspected or anything. And it's not like she's renting it. Like it doesn't even look like she's looked in any of the cupboards or looked at like in the bathroom or anything. And she's like, I'm mm. buying And I think it. especially if you are buying something by yourself, you want to have another person there just to, you know, because you might miss something. Hmm. But yeah. I guess for the sake of the story, it works. So, <laughs> Well, yeah, because she says later she was measuring furniture. And I'm like, shouldn't you do that before? Presumably you have furniture to move. Whatever. Um, <laughs> but it, I guess, yeah, it's, it's a story purpose, not realistic home yeah. buying. Um, and then we have Carrie uh, seductively smoking by billowing windows. Oh, yeah, as she <sighs> does. white sheer curtains just flowing over her it's so dramatic it's so dramatic it's perfect perfect scenery for when you are starting to wonder about something yeah (laughs) this is how i imagine i look um all the time just (laughs) softly lit you know looking off in the distance that's good it is yeah that I thought was really weird and I don't understand it at all because she says in a city where they give you the Sunday paper on Saturday how did any of us know how much time we had left so what do you mean get the Sunday paper on Saturday is that a New York thing like what does that mean um is it just a figure of speech I'm I don't know I've never lived in New York so I mean that's where our major failing with this show is (laughs) no it's not relatable to like the you know however many new yorkers live there yeah Yeah. um i don't know i guess maybe you get it on a saturday night but who's Mm. reading newspaper in the it's like over here we have um the evening standard which they give out in the afternoon or in the evening to like rush out on the way back to home and i'm like who cares who's reading (laughs) a newspaper in the evening i read it in the morning how much do you think it's fucking changed i also have my phone true true yeah, I don't get I see it. People the hand up free newspapers every time I get on the train station, and I'm like, I don't need this. <laughs> I thought the only difference with the Sunday paper was that the Sunday paper is in color. Is that a thing? The thing oh, in nice. where I've lived, the Sunday paper will be in color, and like all the comics will be in color, oh and God. the rest of the week everything's in black and white. I mean, that's just like in well, the 1950s. In, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, maybe it's because I don't live in like a huge okay. city or anything, but that's what I was always used to growing up. The Sunday paper was special and colorful. I mean, maybe that was the thing, but I don't know. I don't really new- read newspapers, but as far as I know, they're all in color over here. Hmm. Hmm. Interesting. I, I always thought the Sunday paper was more like less news, more human interest and stuff. I don't know. All I know is that the Sunday paper would have like two full pages of comics instead of just one page of comics when I was growing up. So I liked that. That is good. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> um, but Carrie is, you know, okay, so she's smoking and she holds up this paper as she's thinking about, you know, like we don't even know how much time we have left. And when she holds up the paper, there's an article on it that's titled Tragic Ironies on Holocaust Day. And... I why do you need to choose that for your newspaper prop? Yeah, uh, 
I don't know what what they were thinking or if maybe they just picked up some newspaper from the actual city that day. I don't know. Um, I mean, I think you are the only person in the world who's ever read the newspaper in Sex and Sea. True. <laughs> She's like but... morally obligated to because she has a column in a paper, so. Yeah. I think there's like famously like a specific prop newspaper that is used in a lot of films. Mm, and I've, interesting but i do not think it's that one because that's a a weird thing to... i think if they were going to use any prop newspaper for this show they'd just use carrie's paper because it's not a real publication because it's like the new york star or something well, so, so like i feel like they would just do that. yeah and you assume that she would have a subscription to it since it's her fucking paper she probably gets a free subscription. Like my, like half my family works for the newspaper in my hometown and they, like my family always got free subscriptions to the newspaper and like reduced fee subscriptions for the rest of our family. Yeah. So like, yeah. Um, but yeah, Carrie voiceover, she says, sometimes she feels like she's barely living. Like she's never been to Greece. <laughs> she hasn't even paid her visa bill. <laughs> Uh, so you know what the best thing to do is when you haven't paid your visa bill and you've never been to Greece before, you gotta call your ex-boyfriend who sucks big ass. No, just save money and then you can, is she save money? She could do both of those things. She could. I guess, or she could just call up someone who has a lot more money than her, but it's not like he ever pays off her visa bill anyway. Mm. So what's he even good for? Greece is a nice place, so. Greece is a nice place. She should just go to Greece and then have a super big visa bill, and then she's killed one bird. I've got with it. One she goes to Greece, changes her name to Donna, and now she's in Mamma Mia. I like this a lot more. She does have blonde curly hair. Oh, I think this would be a lot better than what she does this episode. Yeah. I really hate this. She calls big and she's like, I just got back from a funeral, <laughs> which, okay. He's like, okay. So he decided to call me. Um, and then they decide that they'll have dinner together and make plans for Saturday. And I want to vomit thinking about yeah. this. I hate it so much. I hate it too, because he's just a piece of, he's, he's horrible. And, this really is just her having some existential crisis and clinging to the nearest thing. I yeah, don't... it's like if she died tomorrow, she doesn't want to be alone, so she'll pick, like, the best thing possible, which sometimes the best thing possible is just a piece of garbage, <laughs> and you're better off not having it. <laughs> just buy a rabbit. Like a, like a vibrator or a pet? Both. True. Then you have companionship and pleasure that's everything that a man is supposed to give you anyway mm -hmm. so but is mm -hmm. big no yeah big is pretty useless he doesn't really give her anything that she needs but he's back it's only been like five episodes but he's back <laughs> um and then we see samantha is trying to get sponsors for javier house um and she's talking to this creep called dick, dick. <laughs> And I was looking at my notes and I just have the word dick written down. <laughs> that could mean anything. Uh, yeah, he's, I don't know, he's some rich guy. Um, he starts flirting with her and doesn't he say that she's 
too beautiful for something. Something like that. And he's like, why don't we talk about me giving you money over dinner? And mm, I hate it. I hate it because they start making out and then his wife walks in on them. Yeah. uh, I want to say, I I think I wrote a name down. She has some stupid name. Uh, I think it's Sandy or something. I think it is Sandy. Yeah. No one has a valid name. Oh, their names together. Their names are Sandy Dick. (laughs) (laughs) Me too. Uh, uh, Sandy Dick is how I feel when I watch the scenes with Big and Carrie together. Like, oh yeah, just feel like San is in your urethra. Oh, that's even worse than what I was gonna say. I was gonna say in your foreskin, but urethra is even worse. Uh, Every well, Uh, you know, if you're circumcised. That's true. Circumcised <laughs> uh, people don't interact. Yeah, don't. It's not your fault, probably, but like still. Um, <laughs> uh, anyway, yeah, so after the wife walks in, she sees herself out, and that's like, uh, well, that's like pretty much the end of the scene, but then we also got a Carrie voiceover that's so weird, because Carrie's voice is like, oh, so apparently the wife wasn't feeling as charitable as her husband, which I really don't feel like those are the same things, like donating a bunch of money to a charity versus you know, forgiving your husband for cheating on you. Those are not no, and it feels charitable heav- things. No, it feels implied to me that uh, he seems like a complete scumbag who is kind of doing this in exchange for sex. Ah, uh, kind of. It's really gross. Yeah. Because uh, yeah. he doesn't even talk. He's not like, oh, yeah, sure, I'll give money. You're really beautiful. Let's go to dinner. It's, let's discuss this over dinner, which is a different thing. Um, so I fucking uh, hate this guy. Yeah, he's he's absolute scum. Yeah. So I hope his wife divorces him for every penny. I hope so too. That'd yeah, be fun. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, be fun. So we see Miranda is signing her paperwork for the apartment. Okay, I have a question about um, this. So Carrie calls it the mortgage company. Is there such thing as a mortgage company? Aren't those just banks? I don't. Why are you asking me? I don't know, but like, I thought that you just got a mortgage at the bank. I didn't think there were like mortgage companies. Yeah, I thought you got it at the bank too. I don't know. I mean, I don't know shit about owning things. Like owning real estate, that's fake. Um, <laughs> no, we, yeah. Neither of us are ever going to do that. Uh, <laughs> so I haven't even bothered to learn about it. I'm just like, yeah, sure. I mean, I love watching like house hunting shows, but I don't know what they're talking about. Yeah, same. I don't know. Shit. <laughs> uh, so this. I guess the mortgage guy. Yeah. Uh, he is being a fucking arsehole. And he's like, uh, I assume your father will be paying the down payment. And she's like, no, just me. Uh, yeah. And she's clearly super annoyed about it, which I would be too. Cause he keeps, he basically keeps being like, Oh, your husband or your father. And like, it's really, I don't know. It's so condescending. It, like they would never ask a man no. this. And she's so. a fucking lawyer. She, no kidding. Mm-hmm. Like, it's not like she's got some weird, you know, it's not like she's got a job, which is low paid where you might ask if someone else is helping with this. She's a lawyer. At like a top company 
she went to Harvard. Shut up. Yeah, like, she's clearly very professional, too. Like, mm. it's, yeah, it makes no sense. But, well, I mean, it makes sense because I think, you know, like, any woman watching this show can agree that you've had someone judge your ability to do stuff based on the fact that yeah. you're a woman. But, I don't know. Mm. Um, but <laughs> did you write down the really good carry line that <laughs> she said over this? Yes. Do you want to say it? <laughs> Yeah, uh, Carrie's voiceover is like, in the course of an hour, Miranda had checked more single woman boxes than her gynecologist. (laughs) (laughs) That's a good one. It's a really good line, I gotta say. (laughs) (laughs) I guess, yeah, because she has to write that she's a single woman on every piece of paper, which I didn't realize was a box you had to tick. Yeah, I mean, I'm thinking about, like, when I file my taxes, there's, like, one box that'll be, like, it won't say single woman, but it'll say, say, like, it'll it'll say single, married, or, like, separated, divorced, etc. But, yeah, it doesn't say single woman. Well, it had to do, it had to for the joke. Yeah, true. It's Um, a good joke. I'll let it pass. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, acceptable. Uh, so we go to brunch and Miranda is obviously pissed off about these interactions she's had oh yeah Charlotte says some fuck shit oh god Charlotte like I am embarrassed at the kind of stuff that she says um because she's like buying a place alone means that you don't need a man and you know like everyone needs a man and charlotte says that she rents because like if she owns a place and the man doesn't then like the power structure is (gasps) off and wild yeah (laughs) men don't want self-sufficient like i mean i guess she's also saying that i don't know could she afford her own place but just chooses not to think so so she's just throwing a bunch of money away when she doesn't probably doesn't need to be and it's so stupid because like sure there are there are for sure men who feel this way but they're not ones i'd want to be no. dating so like it, it, you know a lot you weed a lot of them out of the pool <laughs> did you see that tweet the other day that was like it was some article and it said millennial women are saying that they're nervous about earning more than their prospective boyfriends or husbands and some replied, uh, no, the fuck we're not. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I did not see that, but I'm like, ugh, the person who wrote that, fuck you. <laughs> yeah. Fuck, yeah. I mean, this is, I, like, I do like this topic because I think it is like real of, because there are men who don't want to be they still, even though they, they might claim to be very progressive, but they still had this kind of like 1950s attitude of, I earn more than my wife and she has to look after the babies. Yeah. And they just feel so emasculated if they make like a penny less. And it's, yeah, it is, a, it's still incredibly real today. It sucks ass. Like I've gone through that before with someone. Uh, it just sucks. It's like, you should never feel bad about being successful or like more successful than your partner and your partner should just suck it up and be grateful that they're with someone that's like doing well, I guess. Like if you feel emasculated, then good. 
<laughs> True. Emasculate more men 2K18. Yeah. Then perish. I love the word emasculate. Like I know, like I, when someone's like, oh, I just feel emasculated when this happens. I'm like, you know what? You should. <laughs> and I'm happy. Snip, snip. Like, uh, <laughs> snip, snip. <laughs> Yeah, um, and yeah, so everyone seems to be very disturbed by Charlotte's mm-hmm. t- weird, weird moment. And L- Samantha goes to pay for the bill, which ugh, I love. I love when I go out to eat and someone just pays for everything. That's so good. I love Samantha. Oh. Um, but her credit card is declined. And then Samantha's like, that's not possible. And the waitress says don't get get me straight (laughs) she gets real for a second and she's like um not only is your credit card declined you are declined (laughs) you are not accepted here get out (laughs) they never really made it clear whether anyone paid for the bill or not no. <laughs> Which, hey, free dinner. I mean, I'll take my friend being humiliated if it means free brunch. Uh, yeah, it's, <laughs> it's a very interesting situation. And so, like, the whole thing that happened, I guess, is, like, the wife of the philanthropist put a social hit on her. Um, so yeah, she's mad. That just means she refused to sponsor any like go to any place that served her basically samantha's been blacklisted by new york as a as a whole yeah because one person who we've never heard of before definitely have that much power um (laughs) i'm kind of obsessed with like socialites or the modern day version of them because i can't i'm like oh you don't do anything but you're in control of because they have this weird i think it's like some stepford wife thing where they have uh, zero power over anything else except this one thing which they go full like i don't know focused on they just yeah. put all their energy yeah. and hate and resentment into one thing i'm obsessed with it it's why i like it's why i like real housewives um because i'm like you guys don't do anything but you but put a lot of hatred because you have this, all this pent-up aggression that you just put on everything else i'm obsessed with it <laughs> Uh, I need to watch that show one day. Like, I don't know which one I would even watch. I think there's even a Canadian. I think there's like at least one Canadian one. I should watch it sometime. I think there's like a but... hockey wives thing I saw, which God, but that's I'm a... amazing. <laughs> I'm oh. a Beverly Hills girl. I love me some um, God, Erica Jane. I do love Erica Jane. <laughs> Panna pussy, love it. <laughs> anyway, uh. So, should we go to Charlotte and Ned, question mark? Yeah. Yeah, Ned, question mark. Um, This was kind of weird because they go out to, like, a bar, and when he opens his wallet, she sees a photo of his dead wife. It's just, like, a big photo. (laughs) Like, I can see people open their wallet, and there's, like, a big photo of – Like, I have a photo in my wallet that's, like, a family photo – uh from like 10 five or 10 years ago but it's like a small photo that i just keep like in a like pocket it's not just mm. right there i don't um, there's not a photo pocket in mine i do have condoms which i don't use <laughs> i 
just have a bunch of cards. Yeah, That's same. It. Yeah. But he has this picture and she's like, oh, wow, is that your wife? Um, yeah, she says she's so pretty. Uh, which I guess is easy to say when you don't have competition because she's <clears throat> dead. But he's like, well, it's kind of weird talking about her on a date. So, which, yeah, I wouldn't want to really bring that up if I didn't have to. No. I don't know. I mean, it's not even, I think if if she didn't already know, then you might bring it up. But it's not like, you wouldn't want that to be a disclaimer, would you? You wouldn't want to sit down and be like, okay, before we start, I just need to let you know I have a dead wife. Uh, yeah, probably not. I no. guess, yeah, the circumstances of meeting him literally at her tombstone. <laughs> he doesn't have to explain it as much. But. Uh, so they go on like a little walk and leave the bar, I guess. And he just bursts into tears. Uh, well, because... Carrie says in a voiceover that Charlotte usually didn't like it when men cried, but for some, this was a huge turn on for her. Because uh, he's like really sensitive. Like crying because your wife is dead doesn't make you sensitive, it just makes you human. <laughs> that is a human reaction to someone you love dying. That's not you being particularly sensitive or emotionally intelligent. If your mm-hmm. wife died and you didn't cry, I would be worried. Yeah, same. Yeah, it's but he has such a weird reaction to this whole thing because Charlotte's just like, oh, take as much time as you need. And then 45 minutes later, they're boning at his apartment twice. Twice. Uh, Yeah. And Carrie says he came back to life. Twice. Um. (laughs) Mm. Oh, this is the worst. Okay, so his uh, there's like a a headshot. I mean, it's clearly an actress's headshot, but it's like a profile portrait of his wife next to the bed on like an A4. It's huge. So weird because you, like, he probably wouldn't have had that before she died, right? Like, oh, I mean, I, I'm i sorry, you don't make every person you sleep with have a, a, a an A4 size headshot of you next to their bed? Even your... Like, even your spouse seems like, because the thing about your spouse is you just roll over and you can see their face. So do you need to have a big portrait of them right next to your bed? I mean, I know she's dead now, <laughs> but like you I like to imagine it was on her side of the bed and she just wants to look at herself. <laughs> I love that so much. <laughs> like, is there a portrait of him on the other side of the bed? <gasps> like, I'm confused about works that would be so funny i mean maybe they've got like a um like an i love lucy thing and was that i love lucy they slept in separate beds but there should be i think there was a show where they had like their portraits above their own bed which is would be funny (laughs) so much your your portrait on the top of your side of your bed i don't like that at all no it's so weird Mm-hmm. Only reason there's pictures of me in my room is because there's pictures. I have pictures of me with like other people. Yeah. Um, not just like a headshot, but <laughs> I don't know. So much of this episode is like for the sake of the story. Yeah. Yeah. I think I have like maybe a baby picture of me in my room. 
actually, now that I think about it, we do have our, uh, well, I guess I don't want to spoil the end of Samantha's ep- part of this episode, but this is very much uh, an episode where things happen just to further the story. Uh, so yeah. This really does feel like an episode that was written in about 20 minutes. So, yeah, then we get a walk with Carrie Miranda. Mm-hmm. Um, Carrie looks like Elaine from Seinfeld in this scene. <laughs> oh, my God, yeah, she's wearing this, like, red... Uh, it's like a red blazer with huge shoulder pads. Yeah, and her hair is tied back in a low ponytail, and it's, like, still really curly. It's and so she's, Elaine. like, blonde... She's a very blonde Elaine. It's so good. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think Charlotte's there too. They're walking, I guess, in Central Park or something. Mm-hmm. And, oh God, Carrie's outfit is wild. <laughs> I love it so much. Like, I would wear this out in public. It's really good. <laughs> um, so Charlotte's talking about the sex that she had. And, oh, she says she felt like Liz, who is the, the dead wife, uh, was watching over them yeah and giving her blessing <gasps> she charlotte is so clearly getting off on this literally it's but... weird it's such a weird it feels like a fetish like oh he's got a dead wife and i'm cucking the dead wife <laughs> cucking the dead wife but i mean but she is she is <laughs> like with her, her ghost watching, it feels like such a cuckold situation. Well, uh, I really hate that that's the truth. But <laughs> um, Because she's enjoying it. She's enjoying the idea. Oh, how would you like that idea? And why would... Ugh, I'd be... Even if I was with someone and I was like, look, if I, you know, if I go before you, I want you to move on and be happy... I still wouldn't watch them have sex with someone else. Yeah, it's like you do you, but you know, like be happy. But I'm not gonna, not gonna be into watching this. No. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, well. Charlotte's just happy about it though, and like he invited her out again. And Miranda's like, so you fucked him back to life, which wake me up, making more. <laughs> <laughs> no i wrote that down because that was our question was um can a relationship bring you back to life and i have immediately wrote down wake me up <laughs> big fan of their one album evanescence ugh, slaps i think they're like paramore where you know how Haley williams and amy lee they probably could have been pop singers and they also have these amazing voices uh, but they're like I'm going to sing fucking pop punk. And I'm like, yeah, you are. (laughs) You are. It's good shit. Like, I don't know. They have bangers. I love them. (laughs) It is mainly just Miranda, you know, trying to give Charlotte a second thought. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. And then we get Carrie preparing for the day. This is where we get a question. Uh, Yeah. Can a relationship bring you back to life? It's so corny. I'm not into it. It's bad. And like the whole time she's like, is this a good idea? I don't know if it's a good idea. But then she's like excited about it at the same time. And I mean, if you have to ask yourself, it's a good idea. It's probably not. 
Yeah. yeah. And she's talking with Big on the day about the afterlife. Yeah, this is interesting. Like, their faces are super close together. It's way too close to be normal. They're being really flirty and getting, like, really existential and... uh, The thing that's confusing me is they're acting like they never broke up. It's very weird. Yeah, it's kind of just like, oh, yeah, we're just reconnecting. And there's nothing in there from either of them that's like, we shouldn't, you know... Like, I mean, Carrie does say, you know, I'm not sleeping with you tonight and, you know, kind of suggests suggests that this is all this is, is just going out for dinner. But like, they're just so not acting like that. Like that is incredibly not a way you would act with just going out with a friend in public. It's no, gross to see. Because she asks him what he thinks heaven is like and he says, a big bed. And she's like, that's it. And he's like, it depends who's in the bed. <laughs> Uh, uh, yeah that's when she says i'm not sleeping with you tonight and yeah and then we like smash cut to them in his doorway making out yeah uh i mean at least carrie does at least carrie does make the smart decision of being like i'm gonna go home like we can't do this Mm. Uh, for now at least but then she just walks home and smokes and she's kind of just thinking about how this whole thing was such a bad idea mm-hmm. which it was but she's too stupid to ever learn from her mistakes yeah. it's, so it's, look at just smashing things in the back yeah <laughs> I got a new guinea pig cage in the mail today and I started building the base of it. And so he has a twist tie oh. uh, and he's just throwing it around. <laughs> <laughs> I love that any excuse on audio could just be, hey, it's lucker. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> this is what people come here for. I'm here for lucker, not for us. No. If there's a cameo, that's it. That makes the episode. Then, yeah, we get our little, like, Samantha montage. Because she can't seem to get into any place. Yeah, she's rejected from, like, three places in a row, I guess. And that's pretty much the whole scene, is she just gets rejected from a bunch of places. Yeah, she's getting thrown out, like, DJ Jazzy Jeff. (laughs) Truly. (laughs) She does. Uh... And then we get to see Miranda. She's like going to measure stuff in her apartment and uh, she meets her new neighbor in the hallway and her new neighbor is like this older woman and she's just like, oh, I'm so happy a younger person is moving in. And she says like the last occupant died in Miranda's new apartment and like it was a week before she was found and her cat ate half of her face. Uh, I don't think that actually happens. I don't think it does either and yet like it does seem to be a thing that happens in tv shows i guess it just makes yeah. me in the middle episode where how's like oh cats ate her face dewey knows more about it than i do <laughs> <laughs> yeah um and then we get another good smash cut of Miranda overfeeding her cat. Pours a huge amount of cat food in the bowl. It's really good. (laughs) And she's standing up eating Chinese food and she starts choking on something. 
This is my biggest fear. <sighs> choking on something while being home alone. I never choked on anything, touch wood. But she's, yeah, she's like wandering around trying to essentially try and do the Heimlich maneuver on herself so she can push her stomach into something. Essentially creating the same force. She's smart like that. I would just resign to my fate. (laughs) (laughs) I would be like very unconvinced that I could actually fall on something that would make it work. I would just like pound my chest with my fist until I broke a rib. Um, Like shove my hand down my throat. I don't know. I wouldn't be smart about this. Yeah, no, she's she's much smarter than all of all of us. <laughs> yeah, she eventually finds a box and just shoves that into herself. Yeah, which is that's nice and convenient. Um, but yeah, so she frees the piece of meat from her throat, and she's lived. And she calls Carrie, and she's like, "I lived, bitch." <laughs> uh, Carrie, Carrie is wearing this adorable playsuit. Hmm. I'm sorry we haven't updated the Tumblr with all the outfits, but I will try to remember because this is a look. Yeah, this yes. is a real look. It's good. Um, well, but like at first, Carrie doesn't pick up her call because she's screening her calls because she doesn't want to, like, you know, have big call and have her pick up. So she doesn't pick up till she starts hearing Miranda's message when Miranda's like freaking out about dying alone. Um, and then she does pick up and Miranda's like, I'm fine, but like, I'm terrified of my own mortality and being alone, et cetera, et cetera. And then she locks her cat in her kitchen for two days. Animal abuse. Uh- <laughs> kind of is like, I mean, she does have a big apartment. So maybe her yeah. kitchen's big, but it's still weird. Um, uh, why don't phones nowadays let you screen? Because that sounds so handy. Uh, yeah, I don't know. It's a good point. Because I don't like missing calls, but if I, you know, some yeah, books, uh, yeah. sometimes all this comes up and you don't have the number saved. Yeah, I just never pick up my phone. I'm like, you're calling me? Even if I know who it is, I'm just like, mm. <laughs> like, I don't want to pick up my phone. <laughs> Whenever my like, doctor's office me. calls me, like, I don't have the phone saved, the number saved, so I, and I miss it and I have to wait hours to fucking call them back. If I could just screen it, that'd be perfect. Yeah. <sighs> um, so, Samantha, this is where Samantha sees Shippy Shipman. Yeah, this is probably the most galaxy brain name I've seen in the entire show so far. Like, Shippy Shipman. I've seen, I've seen this thing about, like, people who don't take their partner's names because they'll, they'll be called, like, Shannon Shannon. But Which, like Shippy, what shippy? is Shippy? <laughs> just don't change your name at that point, or to go double barreled. Yeah, I just don't even know what Shippy could possibly be short for. Well, there's like Tippy Hedron. I think it's just one of those weird uh, old lady names. I guess so. She's like this. Uh, she's the godfather of socialites, mm. I guess. Shippy Shipman. Shippy Shipman. Shippy Ship Shipman. Shippy Shipman sells seashells by the seashore. Yes. Yeah. And Samantha is basically appealing to her to to take down the blacklist. Yeah, because like this woman is so influential. She's apparently been the demise of like seventy social lives. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> 
Like, but who's counting? <laughs> I mean, although to be fair, if I was that influential and I'd taken down that many people, I'd be like, oh, oh yeah, I've I've got a list. Like, she's she sounds like the Cersei Lannister of fucking Sex in the City of New York City. Essentially, yeah, she is. She's the if Samantha is the queen slut, then Shippy Shipman is the queen bitch. Oh wow! So are you saying that? Samantha is Marjorie Terrell. <gasps> oh my god! Get Brooks back on. <laughs> get Brooks back on immediately. <laughs> well, this is uh, a walk of the week. Uh, this, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Sam's like trying to get on her good side, and she's like, "Well, you might know me from the Javier housework." <laughs> and Shippy's like, "No, I know you from the one time you groped my husband at a benefit." Yeah. <laughs> And I don't like using this word, but the word whore comes up a lot. Yeah. Because Samantha's kind of like, well, maybe so. Um, <laughs> maybe so, don't give. <laughs> yeah, exactly. She's like, what do you want me to do, Sam, a whore who slept with every man in Manhattan and some of Brooklyn? <laughs> she would never sleep yeah. with someone from Queens. Let's just get that straight. No. <laughs> but Brooklyn is fine. And yeah, I just kept thinking of Danny DeVito. It'd be so much funny if Danny DeVito was saying whore. Uh, He's the only uh, person allowed to say it. <laughs> uh, true. Uh, true. Kim Cattrall does do a good job. She does, yeah. She gets very dramatic about it. She basically thinks that calling herself this is going to get her off the blacklist. Like She's like, will you help me now? And Shippy's just like, no. <laughs> like, what do you do? You're bed, now sleep in it, which you should be good at, right? And then, like, you know, Samantha says that, like, the only reason I touched your husband's flat, preppy ass is because I was drunk. Yeah, she does. And then she just storms out. <laughs> uh, this is just so much for me. It's just the drama of it all. Uh, this is, yeah, this is high drama, and I love it. Yeah, we go to Miranda, Aww. who is walking down the street of her new neighborhood, and she has a panic attack. Uh, the the effects here are interesting. Like, the buildings start whirling around her. Like, it looks like, like, when I first started watching this, I was like, does she have, like, severe vertigo? Did she stop eating because she was afraid of choking? Yeah, I wasn't 100% <laughs> um, sure what it was, but, but they do say it was a panic attack at the hospital. Yeah, because she gets a cab to the hospital, Carrie shows up, and she had to pay $500 just to go to the hospital, which, America, thanks Obama. <laughs> um, <laughs> and then uh, Miranda, Miranda has a good line because she's like, take a good look at my face because at my funeral there's only going to be half of it because my cat will have eaten the other I love half. how Miranda is like... Truly, everyone when they've had, just had a panic attack is immediately sarcasm mode. Yeah, and because and then she's like, "Yeah, Charlotte's just going to be picking up men at my funeral too." <laughs> <laughs> and you know, she, she gets upset because she's like, "The my emergency contacts are my parents who live in Pennsylvania, and I don't like them." And. Uh. Yeah, Carrie's like, I'll be your emergency contact. And then she says, you screen your calls. <laughs> I love it. I love that she just goes in for the kill. Uh, I love Miranda. 
yeah. Carrie basically gives her a pep talk and says, you know, you're fine by yourself. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's basically the whole story for Miranda. I can't even remember this it. Week. It's very lackluster. She just sort of yeah. tells her to get over it. Yeah, kind of. She's like, I'm here for you, but also bye. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, so that's it for Miranda. And uh, actually, no, that wasn't the very last thing for Miranda. She has one more scene after this. Yeah. Um, but Charlotte. then we get Charlotte. Charlotte. Uh-huh. So the day is a memorial for his wife on the second day. Yeah, this is something. Uh, and and she's, Charlotte Charlotte's wearing white. <laughs> Yeah, Charlotte brings flowers and she like meets him there. And then like two more women show up and are like getting out of cars with the exact same flowers as Charlotte. Uh Charlotte's like, please tell me those are your sisters. And then he's just like, I don't have any sisters. Mm-hmm. And say they're your sisters, buddy. I guess he's seeing like three different women at once and they he invited them all to the same date. Which, how stupid do you have to be? don't understand this at all. Um, I, I mean, obviously, we've made it clear we have issues with cheers, but you, yeah. can't, you don't invite everyone to the same place when you're dating multiple people unless you are in a, a, you know, a, a polyamorous relationship and everyone's clear what's going on. Yeah. Yeah, which clearly is not the case. No. With- relationship so yeah charlotte like starts whacking with the flowers multiple times and then she just runs off and leaves <laughs> it's good to see <laughs> i do i do love that she did wear white she wearing like a white dress of black flowers which really is good. it's great mm-hmm. like half bride half morning i'm into it yeah. and then oh Okay, so we get the fucking wildest, well, not wildest, stupidest part of the episode. I thought this was, like, incredible. Yeah, they kind of just call it out for being exactly what it is. <laughs> like, <Sorry>. Literally. <laughs> yeah. Samantha is, Samantha is uh, doing, like, manual labor for Javier House. Presumably they are building the house, which doesn't make sense. You would just buy one? Yeah. <laughs> how much fucking real like how much space is there in new york i'm gonna say not a lot to build new houses uh, it makes no sense uh i mean presumably maybe they're refitting somewhere but whatever so she's doing like manual labor she has a little mask on everything and everyone's ignoring her she's clearly pissed off that she has to do this and isn't doing you know the glamorous things and then she meets her lord and saviour, Leonardo DiCaprio. Yeah. Oh, oh. Who is really... <laughs> He's not even there. It's like, you see this arm stretch out, kind of, and there's like a silhouette, and we're supposed to believe that it's Leonardo DiCaprio. And it. so they literally call it her Leonardo ex machina. Yeah. yeah. Like, and we're supposed to believe this Leonardo DiCaprio. It looks nothing like him. Yeah, uh, even in the the silhouette, it's yeah nothing, especially not '90s Leo, which no. is like prime Leo. Yeah, um, yeah. So he guess the idea is that Leo brings her social life 
back to life somehow. Like he puts in a good word for her. I don't even know what the point of this is, but I guess the thing is, yeah, he puts in a good word for her slash if she's shown with Leo, then everyone wants to be with her. But why did they make it Leonardo DiCaprio, but not have Leonardo DiCaprio? Why not just make it someone they could get? Yeah, I don't know. Maybe they wanted the name of an actor who, like, wasn't so big that it would be, like, not believable for him to be helping out at something like this. Because, I mean, well, at the time, Leonardo was this big because is... he did have Titanic. Yeah. And he had Titanic and Romeo and Juliet. But, like, he hadn't done, like... Like, those were, like, his two main things at the time. So he was still, like, a huge actor, but, like, didn't have, I guess, the prestige yet? Not, like, the movie The Prestige, but, like, the... You know what I mean? Yeah, no, this isn't Leonardo's uh, twin that he he makes do all the manual labor. Um, I don't know even who was huge in 1999. I don't know. Well, that might Yeah, so... So I don't think he was ginormous. He's not, you know. The thing I know about 1999 is that it's the year of the really shitty movies that were like, oh, men are so like, we have it so bad. Because it was like American Beauty and uh, Fight Club. And there were a few movies that year that were extremely like poor men. I, I for research, I, I had to look at who was the sexiest man alive in 1999, you know, People magazine. Oh, yeah. And it's Richard Gere. Uh, eh. No. Okay. Uh, I and mean, the I, it was Harrison I, Ford. 1998? <laughs> was Harrison Ford. 1998? <laughs> like, yeah. uh, the, I mean, I can never trust the fucking sexiest person alive. No, uh, 97 was Clooney watch- and then 2000 was Pitt. Yeah, uh, that makes no sense. If you watch the new uh, Hassan Minaj show on Netflix, it's really good. But he oh, has yeah. this joke about how like, uh, like how Blake Shelton was sexiest man alive, but he wasn't even the sexiest person on The Voice. He was like the ugliest person on The he Voice was. that year too. <laughs> like, is like Adam Levine sees the cover of this and it's like, what I the mean, fuck? Adam Levine is <laughs> trash, but he's, he's trash, undeniably but, hot. Yeah. And... <sighs> the thing is, they're both trash, but one of them is still better looking than the other one. So, yeah. Gwen Stefani, get out. She's, she's, she's a problematic one. She's a problematic white fave, but yeah. Gavin Rossdale was at least hot. Um, that was hey did i ever this was the thing just that uh, this uh, gavin roster was on the uk version of the voice for a while uh oh really yeah for like huh. a, for like one season and i remember sort of every time watching it feeling extremely awkward interesting huh. it was a choice Choice huh. to go on the show where your <laughs> wife met the person she is now dating, your ex-wife. Yeah, that's an interesting call, but <laughs> interesting. Okay. It's like, okay. You definitely don't seem bitter at all. <laughs> anyway, Leo, who is not Leo, saves Samantha, so thank you for that. And then, ugh, you get another, our fucking last scene 
with big oh wait no we get Miranda thank god I've never been happier (laughs) I know right I like this scene is supposed to be like empowering but it honestly is just like kind of tiring I don't know like because she the mortgage guy like makes a mistake on her paper so it says that she's separated and then like Miranda had to write a humiliating letter as like Carrie calls it saying that she's not separated. She's single. So she's like typing up the letter. That's like, hello, I am a single woman. And it's like, I don't think that's humiliating in any way. Like, I I I know. Yeah. But I know when I meet a new person, they say, Oh, so do you, do you have a boyfriend or a girlfriend? And I fall on the floor wailing because I have to admit that I'm single. (laughs) That's valid. (laughs) I don't know. I mean, yeah, I guess it's different because, like, obviously, Miranda is a woman in her thirties, but they do put they put so much like maybe it was the time, but they just put so much into her being single as like or any of them being single as being kind of something to be ashamed of when they have all these other things going for them, which are so much more interesting. They all have amazing jobs. And they have these wonderful social lives and all these lovely clothes and lovely apartments. And they're like, you know, being single is the worst thing in the world, apparently. Yeah, the only, like, the only thing we get that's not like that is really Samantha. Because, like, her character is, like, the antithesis of that. But I think that's why Samantha is as popular as she is. Yeah, true, because she's, you know, like, a little bit more relatable that way, where you don't have to be with a man to be happy, but, you know. Yeah. Um, but, but Miranda ends the episode happy. Like, she, after she sends the thing, she's, like, un- she's, like, happily unpacking her things, and she's still overfeeding her cat, but, like, otherwise, she's pretty good. So. I wish it was that easy to stop panic attacks. <laughs> right? <laughs> <laughs> Just go, actually, I'm fine. And yeah, I'm good, you know. Yeah, um, and then yeah, now we're on to big. Uh, he arrives at Carrie's door, and she opens it, and he's like, "Okay, good, you're not dead." And then turns around and goes to leave. Yeah, just <laughs> the like, only funny thing. <laughs> he does have. He does say some funny things every once in a while. Um, but then Carrie's just like, "Wait." wait and then they start making out um uh, and then carrie's like let's go out and so they go bowling because carrie's like oh i wanted to take him to like the least sexual place possible true bowling Um, is not sexual bowling is fun though but it's yeah it's not sexual fun but it's not like you know we're gonna go to a restaurant have a a candlelit like conversation oh for sure yeah and but they like make it as sexy as they can possibly make bowling because they're just like they're both drunk because they've had two pitchers of beer together they've had a pitcher of beer each (laughs) yeah they've had a pitcher of beer and like they're just being all like faces close together again it's really gross i hate it i hate looking at it and Ugh, big gets a strike and he's like he won then carrie's like let's make a best two out of three um big says you sure you want to get killed all over again <laughs> <laughs> which 
which is a little bit on the nose. And then Carrie's just like, I didn't know what we were talking about anymore. <laughs> I wish, I wish Biggest had pwned. That would have been funnier. Oh my God. <laughs> Big is a gamer. <laughs> Carrie gets pwned at bowling. <laughs> you know, you know, in if this is 2018, he would have a fucking Xbox. Uh, he would. Yeah. That no, like, it can't come over. Carrie, I'm playing Red Dead Redemption Two. Would have a fucking PS4. He would. Ha- yeah, he would have PS4. He'd have both. He's rich. Would have both. Yeah, true. Uh, but they don't motherfucker. even get a fucking motherfucker. I hate him. They don't even get <laughs> to game two because Carrie's like, yeah, let's do it, and then they just fucking leave and go back to his place and start boning. I guess. Yeah. Uh, no, why didn't she say no? I think she, I think she says she didn't have sex with him, even though it was hard. Really? Because it they, when you see them in bed together, it very looks like they're boning. Oh, they're in bed together. Okay, I didn't. I just decided not to watch this scene then. <laughs> yeah. Well, you're in luck. You can just headcanon that they didn't. You see them in bed, and you're like, oh, great. And she basically says, "We were reincarnated, and I'd never felt more alive." Ugh. Okay, headcanon. Yeah. They've never fucked ever. Right? ever it makes the whole show a little bit hard to understand but (laughs) (laughs) yeah oh yeah well that's the episode Mm -hmm. yeah there was a lot of stuff here that was just i didn't like to see it and it was bad and like some stuff was good but there wasn't like there wasn't like one good plot that really stood out this week they were all like mediocre or bad. Yeah. So, um, what's your rankings? Uh, I don't know. I feel like I'd put. Well, Carrie's last. Carrie's dead last because she's so she's the furthest from valid that she's been in weeks. Yeah. Uh, Funny how uh, when she's away from Big, mm-hmm. we like her. It's interesting how she can be the top character sometimes. Um, ugh, I don't even know. Like the, the thing is, they, so, ugh, maybe Miranda was my top because she does the whole like independent woman buys her own place, puts up with other people's bullshit and stuff. I don't know, but it's still not that great. And then I think I'm gonna say Samantha second because she, I don't know, her episode is kind of interesting, but the ending is just kind of stupid. And then Charlotte third. I don't know. This was also yeah. stupid. Yeah, I think I would definitely go around her at the top. And then I don't know. They all kind of. Everyone else kind of sucks in this episode. Um, Samantha, I guess she didn't really do anything too wrong. Yeah. And, uh, and she was at least funny, and she met Leonardo DiCaprio, which sounds fun. Uh, and then I guess. Charlotte and Carrie are both at the bottom. Charlotte for just being a complete weirdo. Yeah, Charlotte just... I don't understand what the fuck she was doing in this episode. Like, I don't think she was worse than Carrie, but, like, I still... They're both just sucked ass this week, so... Oh, questions? Yeah, let's move to questions. Um... Send us questions at citygirlsmakedo.tumblr.com slash ask. Yeah. And I'm taking these from here. We have two questions, uh, both from friends of the show, guests of the show, uh, 
first one is from Summer, who is at Ghostly Princess on Tumblr. She'll probably be Interstellar Princess by the time this is released. If not, I don't know, Elf Princess? Ooh, I like that. Mm. Ice Princess. I don't know. Maybe something Christmassy. We don't know. Summer, keep us updated. (laughs) (laughs) But she asks, uh, maybe it's morbid, but we're all mortal. I don't know why I said it. (laughs) Yeah. What do your ideal funerals look like? Uh, I don't know if I have an ideal funeral. I mean, I've always said before that I'd like there to be like Lord of the Rings music playing at it, either the Breaking of the Fellowship or Samwise the Brave. But that's pretty much all I've thought about before. I guess it'd be kind of cool. Like I'm not religious and neither is like my family really. So it would probably, it doesn't need to be like in a church or anything. Um, I don't know. I would like it if people like had a good time, but we're also sad. I don't know. <laughs> Maybe they could wear purple. purple. Yeah, you could do purple instead of black. That'd be nice. Uh-huh. Purple and black. Actually, purple and black go really well together. Yeah. Mm. I think, because I've thought about this, I'm a big fan of, um. let me get her name up because like, Uh, on my mum's side they're all spiritualists so luckily my mum and my grandmother are like really cool about talking about death which is nice Um, because I think you have to be kind of open about it and this woman called uh, Caitlin Caitlin Doherty I think Uh, or Ask Mortician on YouTube and she's just like really good work for making people talk about death and what you want done with your body and how you want your funeral and like the different options available to you which i think everyone should know because you are gonna die and when that happens or when someone close to you dies it's obviously a very upsetting time so if you have plans in place then you can honor someone without like you know having you can grieve without having like the added pressure of now needing to plan a whole funeral essentially yeah so i have been kind of open about it with like my family but i guess let's get it in let's get it recorded (laughs) this is my living (laughs) (laughs) i will imagine i have to they have to play this whole thing when i die and my mom has to hear me say stuff like cucking um (laughs) that's great no i think i would I would want it to be as, like, eco-friendly as possible, really. I like those, um, those, like, natural cemetery places where it's just, like, in the woods. Oh, those are cool. Where they, like, turn you into a tree. Yeah. I, I, like, I like that. Yeah, I yeah. like that. I'd want to be buried, I think. I then... very much don't want to be buried. I mean, I would be fine being buried if I was cremated first. But I Ooh. don't, I don't know. I don't like the idea of of, like... I think it's because one of my biggest fears is like suffocating or like being buried alive or drowning. I think that's I yeah. think that's why those like American caskets are so huge and like like why why do you need cushions? You're dead. Uh, I don't know. Like I'd rather be burned alive than buried alive, probably. So like I'd rather <laughs> yeah, I, I, like, as long as I've been cremated first, then do whatever you want. <laughs> okay. I've heard people say before that you can get your ashes like pressed into vinyl oh yeah before uh, which sounds a little bit weird like i don't know what i would 
I don't know if there's even a single album that I'd feel no like way. I'd be fine with being on for the rest of my, my life. My mom has said that, like, you know, if I want to turn her into a necklace, she'd be cool with that. Mm, that's kind of I don't cool. know if I, I don't know if I want to wear my mother's ashes around. That sounds kind of gross. <laughs> I think it's nice to have like a little, you know, ashes are nice. But yeah, I'd want something like eco-friendly um, and as goth as possible. Mm. If anyone's planning my funeral, I want. Okay, this is very specific, but like the reason <laughs> I got ivy tattooed on me is because i'm kind of obsessed with those like statues you find in cemeteries where they're like covered in ivy and all mossy Hmm. and it's like an angel i want i love those so if you can get if you can get me one of those i'm down with that (laughs) nice like very tim burtony and if you can i want like veils i want parasols i want lace gloves uh, if I was getting buried, it would be cool to like have a really cool outfit on. Mm. But yeah, I'm fine. Like I'm fine with me just being in whatever, something biodegradable in a cardboard box. I don't care. But everyone else should be full goth. And you know, maybe I don't know. Some of my actor friends could like really ham it up, throw themselves <laughs> onto the casket or something. Oh God, I would love that. Yeah. Yeah, I'm just thinking, you know, I like the whole idea of celebrating someone's life, but I am a melodramatic, melancholy person. Yeah. So (laughs) I've always been fucking overdramatic and like into weird dark stuff. So my funeral should correlate, recreate fucking Helena, the music video to Helena. Just do that. Mm-hmm. That would be so badass. That music video is so good, though. It's so, so like, good. Just do that. Just like make it as fucking emo as possible. As dramatic as possible. Yeah. 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 Cover my fucking coffin with like. You remember the like, I baked you a cookie, but I eat it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and like, like my space, like emo pictures. Just, I don't know. Just make it fucking dramatic and weird and play Jolene. I don't know. I feel like I need to close this episode out with Helena now. (laughs) (laughs) It's so good. (laughs) So good. And it is that that is the that is the aesthetic of my funeral I'm I'm going for. I love that. Yeah. Wear eyeliner. Wear mascara that is not waterproof so when you cry it's streaming down your face and you look wild. Everyone is wearing eyeliner, regardless of gender. Yeah. Fuck it. Fuck gender. Mm -hmm. Fuck gender, wear eyeliner. There you go. It's our official stance. (laughs) That's our our take. (laughs) Thank you, Summer. (laughs) Thank you, Summer, as always. Yeah. Um, Next one is from Lola, Hmm. who is Envy Adams on Tumblr. And she asks... If you were reincarnated as an animal after you died, what would it be? Uh, People need to stop asking us about fursonas. <laughs> Lola being like, is subtly asking us about our fursonas. <laughs> um, I mean, penguins are my favorite animal, so I'm tempted to say penguins. I hate eating fish. I don't like the taste, <laughs> but if I was a penguin, I guess I would like it. Uh, um, I just love them, so... My yeah, you do like a penguin. My 
government-assigned first owner is a sphinx cat. Ooh. Which, I, I don't know, I feel like a cat would be, like, a very, um, like, privileged cat would be quite nice. Just sitting in the sun and, but I, again, I hate the taste of fish. It just tastes bad. I don't know. Yeah, it's not nice. Mm-hmm. I never liked it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I feel like I'd quite like to be something. I'd like to be in a new environment, perhaps. Maybe, like, everyone always talks about how they want to be a like a bird i think i'd go marine so maybe maybe a shark or something again i hate fish but presumably i'll like it yeah (laughs) yeah like same with penguin like it's just such a different environment um because i could be like an african penguin and i could live on the beach and it could be nice and and, uh and plus penguins are like sometimes gay true so (laughs) fingers crossed Wings yeah, if I'm an animal, I'm a gay one. I'm not going to be... St- no straight animals. I need to reincarnate as an animal that can dab. And a yeah. penguin can dab. So. <laughs> I, used to, I used to have a book that was about gay penguins. That's so That's so sweet. Yeah, I think I like... I think this is when I kind of knew I was uh, a little bit gay, at the very least. And I, like, made my mum buy it for me. So good. <laughs> um so yeah i'd be i'd be a gay shark (laughs) i love it just don't eat my gay penguin i won't no we can hang out or i could be a whale and then yeah we can hang out okay i like that yeah (laughs) i'll just eat seals but i won't eat you it's fine ocean girls make do (gasps) oh aquamarine (laughs) we're in h2o just add water (gasps) oh i love this (laughs) (laughs) This show would be so much better if I'm actually, if you're listening to this, just pretend we're, I don't know, in a cave, we're in our grotto under the water and we're just chatting and flapping our fins around. I mean, that's canon. That's yeah. just what's happening. <laughs> if you don't imagine every single episode is as us, as mermaids, then sorry. If we ever get fan art. <laughs> oh my God. Please send your fan art to citygirlsmakedo at tumblr.com. Dot tumblr.com. Yes. <laughs> Um, I think that's it. Our questions. That's our episode. Yeah, that was our amazing episode. Thank you for listening. <laughs> if you made it this far. And yeah, you can find us, like we said, on com. You can also email us at do at gmail.com. And we're also on Twitter as at do. Uh, and you can find me on Twitter at Age of Oddish. You can find me on Tumblr at Windfall Island. Um, and also you can find me this week on my pod cabbages. The episode should come out like two days before this one does. Uh, that is a show hosted by guest and friend of the show summer and her husband, Noah, and they're talking about avatar, the last airbender. Um, so that episode will be really fun. I broke their podcast, <laughs> so I'm excited for everyone to hear it. <laughs> I'm excited to listen to it. I can't wait. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And yeah, you can find me on Wow, I forgot where I was. <laughs> yeah, you can find me on Tumblr at Door Phoenix. And I'm not on Twitter. Valid. Yeah. <laughs> uh so long and good night. <laughs> <laughs> So long, gang. Good night.